Dynam Dynam 69 um, episode 69 of Thinking Logically. That was Oliver Anthony, Rich Men North of Richmond, the song that's taking the internet by storm right now. 17 million views in just eight days on good old YouTube. Joe, what's going on? Nothing much, man. I will say about that song, your dollar ain't shit and it's taxed to no end. I've never heard truer lyrics in my life. Um, but how am I? I'm, uh, it's been about what, 13 days. I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit pissed, Mark. Like I said, we took a 13 day break. And to be honest, I'm just disgusted with not only the events that I've watched or heard unfold in that time, but the reaction, the, the reaction from our media, the reaction from our president and the lack of reaction from some of those so-called Republicans in Congress to recap real quick here. We had an elderly man executed in his home during a 5 a.m. raid for the crime of threatening Facebook posts. We had a giant fire in Maui for which the POTUS had, and I quote, no comment as he sat his ass on a private beach. We saw the media somehow immediately blame climate change that they knew, which is strange because it looked like the damage was from a nuclear bomb, not a rise in a few degrees of temperature. I mean, bodies were charred in their cars. We still don't know the death toll. The media can't be there, but we know it's from climate change. And then we also we saw a former POTUS get indicted for a fourth time, like we've told you months ago on this podcast, there would for sure be four, at least four, um, on another bogus charge, this time on RICO offenses, which is crazy because those cases usually drag on for years, so 2024 should be fun. And we also learned that Fitch may have to downgrade multiple U.S. banks here in the next coming weeks. How much is our dollar going to be worth in the next few months, Mark? But, hey, at least Sam Bankman-Fried had his bail revoked. Um, Hillary, if you're listening, I hope you're able to nah, – I shouldn't even joke about that. And, oh, uh, Obama had gay fantasies. That kind of went unreported. But according to his former biographer, Obama had some gay fantasies. I, I don't understand. You, you blow a few dudes in a bathhouse in Chicago, and all of a sudden you're gay. But – Oh, and oh, and Michael Orr might have been trafficked by the family or something. I don't know. Did I get it all? Yeah. What a two weeks it's been. Uh, you know, you celebrated your son's first birthday, uh, not without some drama from the uh, from the snow cone man. Yes. And, and, 
And I was down at the House of the Mouse down in Orlando, Florida. That was, speaking of temperatures, hotter than I've ever felt Florida in my life, uh, to be quite honest with you. 100 degrees every day with like heat indexes up in 110, 113. Um, it was insane how hot it was down in Florida. But uh, I guess that's what you get when you go to inland Florida in August, the middle of August. So, but um, yeah, let's get to it. I mean, we got a lot to cover. Uh, we're going to get into this, this Maui uh, wildfire thing uh, eventually, but um, I do have some insight on that. Um, but we'll get into, um, like you said, Trump's been indicted for a fourth time. I told you privately, I'm a little bit worried about this one. Uh, I just feel like this might, this feels a little bit different the way this is, this thing is going down in, in the state of Georgia. Um, so what do you want to talk about first, Joe? We have uh, uh, incitement. Okay, yeah, let's start with a, a montage of all kind of people because the one case, I mean, keep on, I wrote, I wrote this episode, some of this episode like two weeks ago when we first, first left to figure out get some stuff out there. This is from Kyle Becker on Twitter, and uh, it is a montage of about, I think, a minute and 30 seconds of people calling from violence. Let's see. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. There needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is unrest in our lives. And I think I just throw a punch. We have to be ready to throw a punch. Donald Trump, I think you need to go back and, and punch him in the face. But I thought he should have punched him in the face. I feel like punching him. You guys like to take it behind the gym if I were in high school. If you were in high school, I'd take it behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. No, I wish you were in high school, I could take it behind the gym. I will go and take Trump out tonight. Take it out now. Okay. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Please. Get up in the face of some Congress people. People do what they do. I want to tell you, Lord Dutch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have relieved the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. We're going to go in here, we're going to... This is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. And for those of you who are soldiers, make them pay. If you had to be stuck in an elevator with either President Trump, Mike Pence, or Jeff Sessions, who would it be? Does one of us have to come out alive? <laughs> mm, you gotta love Kamala's laugh at the end. But all right, now I'm gonna play the montage of Trump over and over saying, I choose violence. Are you ready, Mark? Good. There, there, none, none exist, at least none that I could find. Do you see? Do you see the double standard here? And and this was whenever I was just going to play this for the January sixth indictment, which was indictment number three out of Washington D.C. This has nothing to do with the Georgia one, which has to do with the RICO trial on election fraud. Which uh, honestly, it's a it's a it's so crazy that the charges were posted online. The indictment was posted online. Supposedly, we found it the next day by accident from a law clerk. The grand jury wasn't even done hearing everything, and there was already an indictment on the docket and i'm not a law guy but that just doesn't sound that doesn't sound like it could be fair or even possible in a republic not in america mark no right 
But, well, because because the uh, the employee there at the at the uh, in the court uh, system hit send instead of save accidentally, right? So they I mean, told they both they both start with an S. It's kind of like when Hillary Clinton and her classified documents thing. She thought C meant cookie instead of classified. <laughs> mistakes can be made. Mistakes can be made. That's that's that's. But mistakes by the orange man. I mean, we can't allow that to happen. We have to throw him in jail for the rest of his life, and we have to not go so far as to not let him run. We could have brought all these charges in 2021, 2022, and very, very, very early, maybe even in 2023. But here we are in August, because remember, the Mar-a-Lago raid, they raided, they raided that in, in August of 2022. Yet, this is lawfare. Again, they're, they're trying to get him so he can't run for president. And I saw the date, I believe, of the trial is supposed to start March 3rd or March 4th. It's a Monday. The next day is Super Tuesday. For the primaries. You gotta be kidding me. It's 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 freaking hilarious to me. The timing. And and it's like we you've gone back and you you brought this up about Hunter this happens with Hunter Biden, and all of a sudden, boom, Trump's get, Trump get, gets indicted for something. This happens with Hunter Biden, boom, another Trump indictment. This happens with Joe Biden. Oh wow. Someone forwarded Hunter Biden two hundred fifty-seven thousand, which was the exact price for a Porsche that Joe Biden later bought. Boom! Trump gets indicted again. This, I guess, it's just probably all big one coincidence, but it, it's it's a lot to take in. And then you hear that they're going to possibly okay, they're going to mugshot him. I guess are, are they going to put him on house arrest in jail? Are they going to give him a gag order? Because I told you. If they give him a gag order in this news media, I'll remind you, the same news media that was wrong about the P-tape, Russiagate, so many other things, they're going to be able to talk about this trial and give their narrative, opinion, whatever you want to call it. But the former president that's, that's, that's got to defend himself, he's not, allowed to, he's not allowed to go to the media. He's not allowed to have the, 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 the court of public opinion. No, no, you got to silence him. And how dumb is it to indict Rudy Giuliani on RICO charges? He's Mr. Rico. You're giving it's just dumb because you're giving you're giving a lot of Trump's former lawyers access to discovery. And it's gonna cost Trump nothing because they're co-defendants. It's it's almost as like I said, as dumb as the clerk leaking the, the docket online. That's what it really was. Let's call it what it was. Leaking the indictment before the grand jury was done with the case. So we told you there before these indictments. I always thought the one in DC that would be the main battle. But it appears as this 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 one in Georgia with the election fraud in Rico is going to be the, the real fight. And I'm glad because we're finally going to see evidence of the 2020 election and Ruby Ford and all that funny stuff and the pipe that burst that didn't burst. They never called a plumber to whatever, not the Staples Center. Where, I can't remember the name of the arena in Atlanta. Um, we're finally going to hopefully see this play out in court. Just got to wait till the day before Super Tuesday. Yeah, the day before. And I told you probably, you know, I don't think he's going to beat. I don't think he's going to go four and zero in all these trials. I mean, he's going to be found guilty in at least some of these charges. Well, I, mean, I will. I, I have to say this because I, I had listened to a few podcasts of what on our two weeks away, and I did hear Alan Dershowitz, who is not a Trump fan, believe it or not, does not voted for Trump in either election. He said that what you said is probably right, but they will be so easily reversed on appeal. The only issue is that won't be till twenty twenty five, twenty a year, maybe two after after this. Yeah, there is honestly at this point a very good chance Trump ends up in prison just on the Georgia case alone. Forget the other ones. 
Now, from what I've heard on Dan Bongino and um, they, you know, from what people are saying, if he is found guilty in some of these charges and sentenced to jail in Georgia, even if he were to appeal it, uh, he'd have to serve like a third of his sentence. So if he gets sentenced to, say, three years in jail, he'd, he'd have to spend a year in jail, in prison. Uh, Mark Levin, who is a, uh, we'll call him a constitutional scholar, believes that if Trump becomes president again in 2024, that he can pardon himself. In Georgia, there is a pardon appeals board. The, the governor cannot uh, pardon um, criminals, convicted uh, felons in Georgia. There is an independent appeals board. Now, the fact, you know, the chances of that, him winning that, are probably slim to none. Georgia's legislature is run by Republicans. The governor is a Republican. Um, you know, no one seems to be stepping into. You mean Rhino. You mean Rhino. Rhino. But Mark Levin states that if Trump becomes president, he can pardon himself based on the Constitution of the United States and that, you know, federal law supersedes state law. So that if he were to become president again, he could potentially pardon himself in this case. You know, and what are they going to do? What if he pardons himself, you know, in, in January of 25, if he gets sworn in and never reports to jail? So, um Keep that in mind as well. But back to the timeline that you, uh, we, we talked about, you just mentioned it. Um, we read you the timeline. Uh, events happened with the Biden crime family. And then literally the very next day, um, Trump, Trump gets indicted or something comes out regarding Trump. This so this last one here. House GOP releases whistleblower testimony revealing Hunter Biden was tipped off before FBI and IRS interview. The very next day, Democratic prosecutor Fannie Willis indicts Donald Trump in Georgia. These people are playing with fire by doing this. These are absurd charges in Georgia. I'm not just saying that. I mean, they're talking about him tweeting, uh, posting things, um, reserving a room, Mark Meadow making a phone call. Mark Meadows making a phone call. Um, some of these things are just absurd. Like, if you're going to go after the, the big dog, if you're going to go after your number one political opponent, you better be damn sure you have the strongest evidence possible. This is just so weak, you know, and it's it's just amazing that we're at this point of, as, as a nation. I mean, I, I would love to know what people, how this gets covered across other parts of the world, what, what other people in, in Europe and Asia and South America think when they see these things on TV. I told you, we, we've seen... This is almost like test runs, like in, 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 in Pakistan with them um, sending Imran Khan, former prime minister, to prison, I think it was. And uh, who else, Joe? Uh, oh, Jair Bolsonaro. He's been, uh, you know, wanted, you know, basically he's in, he's in the United States. I don't know if he, if he returned to Brazil or not. Um, we saw in Russia um, uh, Alexei Navalny, who was uh, the opposition leader there to Putin, returned to Russia, didn't have to, but returned to Russia and was sentenced to 19 years in prison. So we've seen these other things happen like this across the world. Is this going to happen to Donald Trump? I think New York is probably going to be a slam dunk win for, for Trump. I think Florida is going to be a slam dunk win for Trump. I think the D.C. and Georgia cases are going to be very difficult. His legal bills, Joe, have to be like tens of millions of dollars. I mean, the hours and time that his attorneys are putting into these cases, 
it's like like I said before in this podcast. They're trying to weaken him and drain him of every single penny he has. Um, and by doing this, he's not going to be able to campaign if he's going to be in court. So all the attention will be on these court cases beginning when? I think the first one's in December of this year, like four months. Uh, and then continuing on, like you said, through the day before Super Tuesday. But as we've seen, Joe, uh, his poll numbers continue to go up. Um before the fourth indictment, he said, all I need is one more indictment to ensure my presidency. He has probably never been stronger, if you think about it, in, in his political history, as, as he is right now. People were just were fed up, and, and people were seeing a two-tiered system of, of, of justice. I mean, he's being, he's, being convicted, he's being indicted on things that Hunter Biden's guilty of. You know, um, speaking of Hunter Biden, how about the special prosecutor appointed in that case? David Weiss said, Joe, when since when do they appoint special prosecutors that are actually part of the DOJ? The special prosecutor is supposed to exist outside of the government. Um, So that's a whole nother. And it being the same exact person that was on the case. (laughs) Yes, the whole the same exact prosecutor that gave him the sweetheart deal. Um, And also, we we forgot to mention Hunter Biden's defense attorney withdrew uh, from um, from that case, because he may be called as a witness. And uh, also, we forgot to mention the the home explosion here in, right outside of Pittsburgh in Plum. It killed six or seven people. So, I heard that one of the person was a public official or something. Couple, a couple oh. were. A borough manager, uh, community development director. Uh, they were all in this house together. It's just very, very sad. But, um, but yeah, no, back to Trump. I, you know, I, I, this honestly concerns me. They're, again, they're playing with fire here, Joe. Can you imagine if he sent to jail the outrage amongst Republic, well, most Republicans, uh, registered Republicans, not Republicans in Congress, but uh, Republicans and Trump supporters across this country? Um, even independents. He's pulling well with independents. Uh, if he is sentenced to prison, I mean, they are doing everything imaginable. This is, this is election interference. If, even Democrats have to realize this. No, they don't. Because people forget. Like, honestly, I bet you even forget. Honestly, people just don't put the two and two together. So he's this one in Georgia. He's accused. He's accusing the Democrats and every, of having stole the 2020 election with help from China, maybe in, in other ways and, and cheating. Isn't that what the Democrats accused him of doing in 2016? And they even appointed a special counsel, Robert Mueller, which Mueller, which found nothing. And no one went to jail over that for saying the 2016 election was stolen. Hillary Clinton was just on Maddow talking about 2016. And honestly, how did they get out? How did they weasel their way out of that narrative where everyone memory hold that? They accused Russia of stealing the election, but all of a sudden the 2020 elections were the most safe and secure in history. Even though we saw some very strange things, we saw Trump up in like, what, six swing states by hundreds of thousands of votes and then, boom, they said, you know what? Big announcement on TV. We got to send everyone home and stop counting. We don't know why, but we're just going to do it. Shut up and don't ask any more questions. And then all of a sudden at 4 a.m., Joe Biden's getting like 97% of the votes that are coming in and mail-in ballots, which is amazing to me. Absolutely amazing to me. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, again, we can't get answers for that. You know, we can't get answers for those for those vote dumps that were – overwhelmingly for Biden at 3 a.m. 
we might get arrested answers we might get arrested for bringing that up yeah um but apparently joe you know trump said that they're gonna lay all of Bedminster, at his uh, the Trump uh, presidents or club there in Bedminster, where they're going to lay out all the voter fraud that occurred in Georgia. So this is what we've been waiting for, right? You know, we heard from, you know, uh, what was his name, Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell, where they really didn't present a whole lot of, um, we'll say, a strong case for this back back when this happened in 2020 and early 2021. Um, but now I, they've I, I have two to... and a half years to gather all of these facts and gather all of this information together. And now they're going to present this, which I'm sure it will go uncovered by uh, the mainstream media. But on Monday, they're going to lay this out and show all of the voter fraud that occurred in Georgia. So what do you think about that? Well, it's at 11 a.m. Monday, on and I believe Joe Biden is yeah, Joe Biden is flying to Maui, of course, Joe? at the same time on Monday. So that's going to eat up all the news coverage. So, so forget, forget, it. just absolutely forget it. No one's going to pay attention to that while we wait for Monday. I, I, I just, I don't know what to say. We might not have a country by Monday with, because they're not going to be able to have him speak freely about this. They're not going to be able to have him out there claiming anything or showing any evidence. There's no way they're going to allow that. You can already see it by the fact they scheduled Biden to fly to Maui. He was on vacation for like a week. He said no comment. He didn't give two craps about it. And then all of a sudden, he's going to Maui the same time Trump's supposed to give this this detailed report of election fraud in Georgia the same time? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. While we wait, though, Mark, for Monday, let's go over some evidence that's been out there for, for years and was ignored. So this, this came out last week. Uh, we completely – we weren't here for this. This is from D.C. Drano. Proof of a rigged Michigan election. This is in Michigan now. Democrat operatives caught in October 2020 turning in up to 10,000 fraudulent voter registrations per day, many with the same handwriting and fake addresses. Police investigated, and there's a report actually attached to this, to this tweet or whatever it's called on X, no, formerly Twitter. And they also found guns with silencers. They found burner phones, rental cars, and warehouses where ballots and registrations were stored, all funded by a Democrat strategy firm. Ballots will be mailed to fake addresses, intercepted, and put in drop boxes by mules. If you've seen the, the movie 2,000 Mules, maybe you'll understand this a little better. Video from Detroit, um, video from Detroit Vote Count Center shows 3M drop-off of an estimated 100,000-plus ballots without GOP supervisors by, quote, rental car from out of state. Biden got unexplained vote spikes a few hours later and stole Michigan from Trump. Keep in mind, Trump got more votes in 2020 than he did in 2016 against Hillary Clinton and still lost to Joe Biden, who never left his basement except to smell small children here and there. Um, and it also says in this, this tweet, Michigan AG and FBI brought it to investigate and they shut it down. Um, Twitter banned this, I guess, from posting video of the ballot drops. Instead, Attorney General Nessel, Nessel charged Michigan electors for sending alternate ballots to D.C. Um, and this is from the Gateway Pundit. And there's video and there's a police report <clears throat> attached. I just have to say, I just have to say one thing. First, the first thing, I'm more pro Second Amendment than probably anyone you know, Mark. But why do they need silencers? If, if I'm going to ever need to use or fire my weapon, I want people to hear the gunshot. I want people to, to know, hey, 
something's up. I, I had to, I had to discharge my weapon. You use a silencer for one reason, to take someone out quietly. Was sub was subsonic ammunition found there as well? I'd love to know. It's that's the weirdest part of the story is the guns with silencers. Why? <laughs> that should be like an if it was Republicans, if it was if there was a gun with a silencer found at in at Marago on the golf course, it'd be the biggest story on planet Earth. Yeah. Um. Th- this also is from uh, Kenneko the Great, and it's the same same. Saying the same thing, FEC records reveal a Democrat dark money super PAC paid the company implicated in the Michigan Police Report voter registration fraud $11,254,919 to register voters for Joe Biden's 2020 presidential campaign. Black PAC, a Democrat political action committee fueled by an undisclosed contributor, funneled that set amount to GBI Strategies LLC in 2020 to register voters for Joe Biden's presidential campaign. None of the black pack, which garnered more than 44 million in funding during the 2020 election cycle, endorses Democrat candidates and causes. And then it goes on to say about the same thing. There was a police investigation. There was all this stuff. Um, also, they, they caught the person. This, they caught a person and the same individual returned multiple times over the next few weeks, registering an additional 2,500 voters. Disturbingly, many of those registration forms displayed identical handwriting with fraudulent addresses and falsified phone numbers. And the signatures did not match those on file with Michigan, Michigan Secretary of State. But I could go on and on and on and on and on. It's a long, long tweet. Um, but I think you get the gist of what I'm saying. There was nothing wrong in, in Michigan, right? So we have Michigan. Uh, we, we're going to hear about Georgia Monday. Um, we had the issues with uh, in Arizona. Um, and, and this can all go back to one thing, Joe. One thing, and that would be mail-in ballots. Um, again, we'll ask the question. We'll ask the question because no one else will. Was COVID unleashed in order for a reason to have mail-in voting in order to steal the election and put sleepy Joe Biden in the White House. It's worth asking. It's worth asking because this is how you cheat in an election. It's exactly. Right here. That's just, and that, honestly, the only thing I think you're wrong is that's just one way to cheat in an election. We haven't even gone over the machines yet. I haven't even gone over the machines, um, which is another whole another topic. And it's actually kind of disturbing to actually think about it. Um, But when you have these vote dumps at 3 a.m., Joe, this goes back to changing the laws, which some of these states don't really care to. And that goes back to pre-canvassing, which Florida does. Pre-canvassing means all of your mail-in votes are already counted and tabulated and it Eight o'clock when the polls close, those numbers are inserted, and that's it. At least it gives the appearance somewhat of legitimacy, where you're not going to bed and waking up and seeing, oh, my guy was up by 600,000 votes, and all of a sudden he's down by 300,000. How'd that happen overnight? Um, Pennsylvania does not have pre-canvassing. Florida does. Uh, A lot of states have pre-canvassing, and some other states don't. But again, if there were no mail-in uh, ballots, you wouldn't need to pre-canvas. 
you would only be pre-canvassing absentee ballots. But now, since we have the great Trojan horse of mail-in voting, um, again, we have these issues now across, across America. Um, are we ever going to see election reform to the point of, you know, requiring an ID to vote or, you know, getting results that night again? That doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime in the near future. Or maybe it might not happen again even if our, in our lifetime, Joe. I mean, this, this is a major, major problem, and no one really seems to care about it. Because if you try to bring up some election reform or voter ID, the left just cries that um, that's discrimination and racist. So, um, which, is racist, like, which is racist in itself to even accuse that of being racist. Yes, it's that, racist within itself. Yeah, it is. Um, we're a, nation of, Ram- we're, we're a nation of fools, Mark. Honestly, a nation of fools. That's what we yeah. have to look like to the rest of the world. I mean, our country is going to get torn apart like a frat <clears throat> house after homecoming if we don't get this shit right. Come on. I, I This stuff actually gives me a little bit of anxiety thinking about it and, and where we're headed. And I, honestly, I've been doing more meditation couple days a week because in, in relaxation things, because I can see it where we're going. We've talked about this. Something big is coming. Me and you have said this. Dan Bongino has been saying this on his podcast as well. Independent of what we've been talking about. Something big is going to happen soon. I don't know what it is. Um, I, I, I don't even want to speculate. But who knows? Um, we could throw things out there. I don't want to do that right now. But I feel like, and you agree with me, something big is coming. Um, whether it be 2024, most likely, possibly into 2025, who knows? Um, 2024, as we talked about, like you said, is going to make 2020 look like, uh, you know, a parade down in, down in the Magic Kingdom. An so, eighth grade ice cream social. An eighth grade ice cream social. So we're not telling you to get ready, but we're telling you to get ready. That's all I got. Oh, and back to and back to and back to this whole thing, this election. We said this before we started recording today. Sometimes I can't sleep at night, and sometimes I'll put on you know a podcast and listen to it, and I'll end up falling back asleep. So this morning I put on Glenn Beck's latest episode. Who, so Glenn Beck is this is kind of breaking, I guess, the last couple hours. Glenn Beck is now canceled from iTunes, I believe, and Apple. But go on. Um, something like that. Yeah, actually, I, I don't know what happened. If they removed some episodes or what, but I was I was actually it popped up on my Apple podcast. Anyways, this is something that I was thinking about. Now, we talked about um, Biden's response to this Maui wildfire, which we'll get into that. You know, we saw him on the beach in, in Rehoboth Beach. They asked him about if he had any comment regarding the Mau- Maui wildfires. He said, no comment. No comment. Are you kidding me? No comment? You don't even have a comment? He, just to say my thoughts and prayers were the people of Maui, you know, they sent people in Maui, uh, the residents there, a one-time payment of like, what, $700? Which equates to like $9 million. While it's bad. Just, while they just asked for another... 40 billion for Ukraine? 
which is going to be the new standard, I guess. You're just going to ask for $40 billion a quarter, and we're going to send $120 billion or $30 billion, and we're going to send $120 billion a year to Ukraine. That's the new standard. Another topic. So they gave the people of Maui $700 one-time payment. Uh, great. You know, peanuts. Here, here, are some, here are some shekels. So Biden says, no comment, right? Um, is this his Katrina moment? Who knows? This was Trump. They would be crucifying him. They crucified Trump after he went to Puerto Rico after a hurricane and was throwing paper towels. I mean, just the double standard is actually mind-boggling how different they treat Biden compared to how they treat Trump. So Biden, who just came off a vacation, is now going to Lake Tahoe. Apparently that must be off because now he's going to to Maui on Monday, as you mentioned. Um, But... There was really no statement from the White House up until, I don't know, yesterday, the day before. Mind you, this has been, these wildfires happened, what, last Monday and Tuesday of last week, so about nine, ten days ago. And Glenn Beck said, you know what, what what do they care? What do they have to give a response for? What do they have to show that they even care or like they care when they know they're going to win in 2024? What difference does it make to them? If you know you're going to win in 2024, then who cares? Just rub it in people's faces, you know, and, and just act like nothing's wrong. Come on, because man. There's only you four must, electoral votes in Hawaii. <laughs> because you must think you're going to win in 2024 to act like this. I mean, you are the leader of this country. At least show some sympathy or empathy toward these people. I mean, what kind of piece of shit is Joe Biden to do something like this? To say no comment? I mean, people made him out to be this decent human being, this decent guy before, before he was elected to restore some normalcy. I mean, are you kidding me? So um, that gives me some, some, uh, some concern, Joe, uh, that we talked about before. They are in power. If they have all the control, what will they do in 2024 to ensure another victory? Um, who knows? I mean, rest assured, this is already being planned right now as we speak. Um, I, I don't know how the Republicans are gonna are going to counter that. What I mean, this is going to be. I, I don't even know how to even put my wrap my head around this. Um, but, uh, it just feels like that they must think they're going to walk it, walk the victory in 2024, that Biden's probably going to be not camp campaign at all, that he's going to be holed away in some basement, obviously not going to debate RFK or anyone like that, um, to get the, the, at least another point of view from the Republican party, the establishment is scared to death of RFK. Uh, they want no parts of them whatsoever. So uh, this is going to be interesting, and uh, we will see what, uh, how Biden uh, and what they do when they go to Hawaii on Monday. I told you, Trump should go. Trump should go. But it looks like Biden's going to beat him there. Um, I will say this. You mentioned decency, and I just, I just plugged it into X, whatever the, it's called now, formerly known as Twitter, X, because I know he said it. From Joe Biden at 10.30 p.m. on 2nd of November, 2020. 
let's restore honor and decency to the White House. And then Joe Biden, I think the next day, decency is on the ballot or the day before. <coughs> yeah, It's all about decency. Don't forget, too, you also forgot to mention Ted Cruz got dragged by the media for leaving Texas during a blackout. This is slightly worse, what's going on in Maui. And, and Ted Cruz is just a senator. He really can't, he can't do anything. Why does Joe Biden get a pass here? I, I, I just, I don't know. Um, the, the picture of him on the beach is, honestly, it's almost like Orwellian, that people can look at that and not just clench your fist and just shout. I don't want to have the FBI knocking at my door at five in the morning, so I'm just going to cut it off right there and not say anything. <laughs> that doesn't make people a little bit angry. That's all. Nothing more. Just a little bit angry. I, this goes back to, I, I, I honestly feel like, and we've kind of mentioned this, I think, before on one of these episodes, that it's like there's some mind control going on in this country with people. I don't know. I don't want to say it's Project Blue Beam or anything like that, but it's like the media, the mainstream media, has completely brainwashed the loony left into thinking this stuff is okay. This stuff is normal. Hey, it's okay if your president's on the beach while potentially a thousand or more people have died in the great, in probably the greatest wildfire tragedy this nation has ever seen. It's okay to issue a no comment. It's okay for these things. This is normal. Don't worry about it. It really is. Trump. It really is. You're forgetting almost a year to the day, two years to the day. He did the same exact stuff with Afghanistan. Same exact thing. I mean, he, he ought to change his name to Chuck Norris because the dude is always missing in action. It's unreal. It's unreal. It's unreal. And, and the fact that the media handles him like this, I mean, you would think that they would be clamoring for Trump to get back. Trump actually spoke to them and gave them tons of quotes and, and spent time with the media, you know, even though his maybe he was a little bit more abrasive. Uh, than, than Trump in some way, but he was being asked completely unfair questions, uh, mind you. It's like Biden just doesn't, he just ignores it and lets his press secretary uh, handle all of these things for him. But it's just, it's just bizarre. But, but about these wildfires in Maui. Um, before before so, you say anything, I, I have to just bring up our private conversation whenever I walked into my house after my son's doctor's appointment. And, uh, you know, I got whatever stuff, I put my AirPods in my ear. I couldn't even watch the screen on my iPad. I just wanted to just listen to the press, the White House press briefing. And I heard some familiar voice talking and they were blaming climate change for the Maui fire and then touting the Inflation Reduction Act as a possible solution. And I said, who is this man? He sounds so familiar, but why is he saying this? And it was John Podesta, of all people. John Podesta, one of the... One of the leaders of the swamp. Um, and an election denier. Keep in mind, and, not all the votes are counted yet. We're going to have more tomorrow morning. Yep. And one of the leaders of Pizzagate, I believe. Oh, yeah. That's, that's QAnon leprosy. We can't. If you touch, yeah. if you touch Pizzagate, you instantly turn QAnon. Yeah. QAnon leprosy, so, do not touch. <laughs> so this, these Maui wildfires, right? Uh, now, we are scheduled to go to Hawaii in January. We're... We're supposed to go to Honolulu for a couple days, and then we were supposed to go over to Maui. Actually, the part of Maui that caught on fire. That's where we're supposed to go, right? 
uh, just about five, ten minutes north of Lahaina um, in Kanapali. Um, so um, I hadn't booked the return flight home yet, um, so I don't know what our plans are going to be. But in doing some research for this trip to Maui, uh, this will be my first time there. Last year we were in Kauai. Um, so my aunt sends me this, this uh, thing last week about the Maui wildfires. I'm like, oh, geez. And I was in Walt Disney World when she sent it, so I really wasn't paying too close of attention to it. But, you know, this whole town has burned down, this historic town of Lahaina. It was, I think, believe one of the original capitals of Hawaii um, and a very, very beautiful place at the base of, uh, uh, it's near Kapalua, and um, I think it's on the uh, base of Haleakala uh, Volcano. Anyways, it's obviously right on the ocean. You've all seen the pictures by now of this town completely incinerated. Now there's th- theories going uh, you know, around on Twitter and X or whatever that you know, this was some caused by direct energy weapon. I don't believe that. Uh, we do know that there was a hurricane off the southern coast of Hawaii, Hurricane Dora, that was causing some winds. All right, so you take that. Well, in doing research for this trip to Maui, Joe, I found out that the west side of Maui, the western part of the island, is very dry. There's no, it gets very little rain. And that's why they say to stay in the western part of Maui, you will get very, very little rain when you go to Maui, if you stay in the western part of the island, as opposed to the southern and eastern part of the island that receive more rain. Okay. So when I'm thinking of these, putting this all together, thinking of these wildfires, I'm like, well, this makes sense because the western part of the island receives very little rain. So I'm sure it's very dry. And then you take the fact that we've heard that potential start of this wildfire was from a downed power line that was caused by these high winds from the hurricane. And then you add all of these things together. And another thing you've heard is that these non-native grasses have been growing in Maui and they are potentially uh, drier and can can burn, you know, a lot more faster, quicker or stronger than native Hawaiian grasses. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. But the fact of the matter is you had this perfect storm of maybe possibly a down power line that may have caused a spark that may have ignited a fire. You had hurricane winds that were off the, off the coast of Maui that would have, uh, you know, kicked up these fires and then next thing you know um you have this entire town of about 12 or 13,000 people all of these businesses just gone incinerated um and it is shocking to see the pictures and videos of what's going on and and what has happened there in hawaii and um just really sad so um i i really don't know what else to say about about that but um, it's just really, really sad that, that what happened there. What's your take on the entire situation? It's just, it's, it's strange. Not, I, 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 it's strange how they had the, the, the climate change narrative just ready to go, uh, uh, just teed up. Teed up. It, it's also strange that you said there was a hurricane. And I understand, like winds and stuff probably make it worse and maybe i'm completely wrong here but don't hurricanes involve rain too i I could be completely wrong maybe it was too far away i think you might have mentioned something like that and if you want to go down conspiracy land i mean i don't even this is from who the hell is this from tara bull i think on twitter um the maui police chief is john pelantier pelantier i believe 
was he was also the incident commander for the 2017 Las Vegas shooting. Um, that could just be a coincidence, I guess. But we never got any answers for the Las Vegas shooting still. Dude just literally shot 900 people. Well, first of all, he somehow took hurricane-proof glass doors off of a um, Vegas hotel, which anyone who's ever had a bad night in Vegas and thought about killing themselves by jumping out of their room, it's impossible because you can't do it. Um, somehow was able to fire off thousands of rounds without changing any barrels and then killed, what, 60 people, 80 people and injured 900 more and then shot himself in the head before. Never got any answers for him. Never got any answers at all from that. So don't expect any answers with this John Pellantier Maui Shiva police because there's precedent here with the uh, whole Vegas shooting. Also, notable, CBS News, this is from Nora O'Donnell on Twitter, CBS News has learned Maui's emergency operations chief had no background in disaster response. It's his department that is responsible for setting off warning signs, and those rang silent during the fires. Now, I don't know what the official policy is, but uh, it sounds like it's a little bit of both them trying to um, push this blame onto someone else as far as, like, the person could have been wrong because there's some source that's saying like the the sirens aren't supposed to ring during a wildfire and then i have others that, that say that it is so what, well they didn't blow them at all yeah no they, they weren't blown at all which again is weird and also the way some of the vehicles melted it just it was so quick you had bodies charred in cars vehicles were like melted where it almost looked like the steel was like flowing like lava almost <laughs> the roadway. Did you mm-hmm. see the pictures? And I yeah. don't know what wildfire is, but it, I just, I find it hard to believe that this is from the temperature going up a degree or two. I could be This wrong. is not from climate. This is not from climate change. This is absolutely not from climate change. They will want you to believe that they let no tragedy go to waste. All right. Mostly Democrats do that, but Republicans as well. Politicians in general will say, let's, they let no tragedy go to waste. So they're going to use this tragedy to push a climate, their climate agenda. What will be next for the climate, to push the climate agenda? God only knows. But they're using this right now as a vehicle to speed up their climate agenda. This is not from climate change. I can promise you that. This is literally just weather patterns. I mean, the western part of Maui is drier. The eastern part is wetter. That's how this works. I mean, Maui has a giant volcano on it. These Hawaiian islands have their own microclimates. Kauai is the wettest, like the wettest place on earth. But you're telling me an island, uh, maybe a couple hundred miles to the east, all of a sudden suffers some climate change? And that's why this, this happened? Yeah, okay. And just just in a certain location, like I said, small location. And then it was so quick and so hot. People, a lot of people sadly didn't make it. We don't know what the real death toll is going to be. I, I think it's going to be close to 1,000. They're saying it's just over 100 maybe now. But you had people leaving their cars and just running into the ocean. If that doesn't sound scary at all and apocalyptic, but I guess that's kind of what they want and what they need. This is going to turn into, this, this climate change stuff is going to turn into Ukraine 2.0. Ukraine isn't working anymore, so they need a new slush fund money laundering scheme. And hey, why not climate change? I guess it's climate change's turn to bat. Also notable, Mark, and I'm trying to find, I think I heard this from Jack Posobiec. Um, The media can't get in there to do any reporting or look at the scene. 
Am I hearing this correctly? Supposedly, it's a um, there's like a it's a media free zone. Apparently, somebody from uh, what was the media outlet, Joe? Um, was it Fox? Maybe um, that they are claiming that this is a media free zone in the area around Lahaina in Western Maui. A media free zone in a disaster area in the United States. That sounds like Soviet Russia during um, what was the nuclear incident? I keep, why is it? Why is it? Why am I drawing a blank? Chernobyl. Sorry. Sorry, you can't go over here and report anything. Um, This is a good tweet, though. I found this last night. I believe I sent it to you. It's from Clem Klippenstein, funny name, on Twitter. He says he's hearing about a sizable but quiet private security response to the Maui wildfires. If you know anything of this, text me security via signal, and he gives his phone number. I will protect your... um... Okay, first of all, what? A private security response to the Maui... About wildfires? I don't understand I don't what that means at all. Well, I joked around. I said, let me guess. They're, they all dove into the ocean with the AR-15 strapped to their backs. Because I, I assume yeah. maybe they were, there was looting going on, like how it was during Katrina, maybe. But like Hawaii isn't a First Amendment state, or isn't a big Second Amendment state. I'm sure the percent of the population that owns guns is significantly lower than the rest of the country. That being said, this private security force could be anything. It could be military it could be it could be a lot of things and we can't know because the media can't go there this is the strangest story actually i can't even say that because there's been so many strange stories since march but this is a very 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 strange story where if this would have happened before the era of trump and how ridiculous our media has gotten like when he said they were fake news he really meant they were fake news but this is this is orwellian my only thought would be that, that there are so many unaccounted for people that they probably have still have to search for them. I, I, I'm just spitballing here as to why maybe that would be. Um, uh, hey, the, is, media, the media was down there for Katrina. You had Anderson Cooper making it look worse than it was. Not, not, I'm not yeah. taking anything away from Katrina. Standing in the puddle, whenever the cameraman you see in the other shot is sitting right on dry land. They actually stuck Anderson Cooper in a puddle. Look it up. Google it. Put Anderson Cooper. Cooper, Puddle, Katrina. I'm sure it'll come up. They're Hawaii. Hiding. They're they, hiding something. Well, they could be. Uh, I'm not. I'm not ruling that out. But Hawaii is so far out in the Pacific Ocean um, that it is. I mean, it, I don't even know how many, uh, how much media are going out there. Um, just because it does take a considerable amount of time to get to Hawaii from the mainland. Um, Another thing that I met, that I realized when I was over there last year is how overwhelmingly democratic that state is. Um, there are probably very few Republicans that live in the state of Hawaii. So, I have to bring um, this. Um, go ahead. This is only because I'm a big history buff and I love love World War II. You know me. So people don't. A lot of people don't realize the United States actually was occupied. The United States territory was occupied. During World War II, it was, called, it was the Aleutian Islands were the Japanese occupied it as a diversion uh, when they were going to attack Midway. So we just had Russian and Chinese subs report, and you might have missed this, around the Aleutian Islands where they're not supposed to be. And then you have, uh, did I say Japanese? I mean Chinese and Russian um, subs and ships around the Aleutian Islands. And now you have this stuff going on in Hawaii. And it's almost like we're 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 gonna rehash World War II here soon, because this is how it happened. You had an attack on Hawaii, Pearl Harbor, and then you had an invasion a few months later, a year later, of the Aleutian Islands. 
and we're seeing two countries probing us in the Aleutian Islands. What's going on in Hawaii, man? Does it have anything to do with that? I'm not saying anything. I'm just, I just ask questions, man. That's all I do is just ask That's a good point. That's a good point. We've heard about, you know, that these land developers are going to try for these land grabs and that these wealthy people are going to try to buy up this land and build um, beachfront mansions now in Lahaina town. I mean, what about the people that owned houses and businesses? You know, what happens to their property? I mean, is that something they get back? How do you rebuild something like that? I mean, the insurance claims are going to be, you know, astronomical um, that potentially would be paid out for something like this. Um, Hawaii is not a place that receives hurricanes or earthquakes or anything like that. It is probably one of the most beautiful places in the world. Not probably. It is one of the most beautiful places in the world. Um, So how do these people rebuild? I mean, it's going to take at least five to ten years to rebuild these things. I mean, just probably clearing out Lahaina Town and all the wreckage and destruction as it is, is going to take several years. Uh, I, I just can't get over what happened down there. And, and the, the, these people are going to have perhaps nothing. I mean, think about if your, your livelihood is gone. What do you, like, what, honestly, what do you do? I mean, what do you do? I mean, you'd, you'd have to move, probably, pack up your things. It just, it, it's just really sad. And, and we haven't even talked about, you know, we haven't even, or not talked about, we, haven't, we don't even have a number for the people that are unaccounted for and the potential death toll that could go up with this. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to be higher because of Biden's reaction. I'm telling you, you could tell it's going to be higher than a hundred. I would say it's going to be closer to a thousand. And I do not say that with a smile on my face. Believe me. I hope I am wrong. I hope I, I would love to be wrong. You think because what he said, it's actually a lot, he knows it's a lot worse. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you yeah. can tell by the amount of people burning their car. You can tell just by the cars. There's no way all the people yeah. got out. Sorry. I mean, as of right now, it's like, like, around 100 you know i mean there's way way more people that are unaccounted for past that i think they said there's a thousand unaccounted for how many how many children how many families i don't even even want to think about that mark i saw the the picture the video jack basovic i was watching either human events or bannon's war room and they had a picture of a charred dog and it just turned my stomach yeah horrible man if a dog if a dog can't get away though then come on how's a family and yeah, and for them, and for them to sit here and say that this was because of climate change is absolutely disgusting. It's disgusting. And the, and the, and the, and the, try to launder money through that agenda, like John Podesta's doing. Yep. Creep. Big Podesta. What's in your closet, Big Podesta? <laughs> I, I told you yesterday, man. These people are sick. Sick. Uh, all right. Let's. All right. The dog thing really set me sour and the children. That's, we got to move on to, speaking of, I don't even know. Let's just move on to Hunter Biden and David Weiss and, and something just as off. Go ahead. This is, your, this is your baby. Okay. So this is from Jenny Johnson on Twitter. Um, A.G. Garland appointed David Weiss, surprise, surprise, as special counsel this time. He's coming back in the sequel as special counsel, even though he supposedly had complete authority to charge Hunter Biden with whatever. Now he needs to be special counsel to do that, apparently. But um, uh, he's special counsel now into the Hunter Biden crimes, which is weird because I believe, and I'm telling you this, and I've heard this on other podcasts, this is, this is nothing, nothing original anymore. But he's doing this so that 
David Weiss can't be called before Congress to testify about this stuff because he could say, I'm sorry, I can't. There's an ongoing investigation and he's a special counsel. But barring that aside, let's just play the side by side of Merrick Garland whenever he announced that David Weiss is a special counsel versus the IRS whistleblower from July, which I believe we also played on this podcast back in July. Here you go. I'm here today to announce the appointment of David Weiss as a special counsel, consistent with the Department of Justice regulations governing such matters. In keeping with those regulations, I have today notified the designated members of each House of Congress of the appointment. The Justice Department allowed the president's political appointees to weigh in on whether to charge the president's son. I watched United States Attorney Weiss tell a room full of senior FBI and IRS senior leaders on October 7, 2022, that he was not the deciding person on whether char- charges were filed. That was my red line. I'm here. Okay. Um, remember, we said this before. IRA, or whistleblowers in general will be bad in 2023. They were good for years before. Years before. Vinman. I mean, if you've been really paying attention since 2018, 19, you'll know. You'll know the names. I can say their name. This is insanity. And this is lawfare going the other way. Hunter Biden is going to get off. The statute of limitations is over for these some of these crimes in October. They're starting from scratch again. And you know what? They're rubbing your faces in it, America. They're rubbing your noses in it. They're saying, <clears throat> we can get away with this. Hunter Biden can make as much money as he wants to do, as many drugs. Can, and he could, his, while his father sells America out. And then his father can get elected president and arrest a former president and charge him with crimes. Rub your nose in it. Do you like it? Are you enjoying it? You, you speak, speaking of timing, James Comer said that before this, I will say maybe two weeks ago, that they were going to call the Bidens to testify. Hunter and Joe, they were going to call them to testify in front of the House, uh, whatever House uh, committee that, uh, they lead. Um, and then all of a sudden, Mayor Garland appoints a special counsel to Hunter Biden, the Hunter Biden case. Now, I've heard that this would prevent them from testifying in front of the House. I think, was it the Judiciary Committee? I believe it is. Uh, is that true? Yes. And, I, and I've heard other people say that. I, I want to say War Room was one of the first on that or Alan Dershowitz on War Room, someone. But this is why this is why they're doing that. Now he can't testify. It, 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 it was obvious. It was obvious as he was saying it to some of us that are paying attention. But and then he walked out without taking any questions. I believe that was one of the questions. Hey, didn't David Weiss already have total authority to do whatever he want? Why does he need to be the special counsel? And why, out of all people, is it the same guy? It's just strange. I mean, so it's, strange. Maybe, maybe it's just a conspiracy, Mark. Maybe it's just a giant conspiracy. Queuing on leprosy back at it this is the amount of blunders going on that this this administration is just forcing from we'll get to the next one where the guy was killed at 5 a.m but from charging trump four times to the response to maui to now having the doj biden's doj let his son off basically right in the open these are rolling operation rolling blunders there i mean blunder after blunder after blunder but they don't care because they get away with it they think you're stupid they think you people are stupid. Prove them wrong. Call your yeah. senator. Call your congressman. Here's the deal with Hunter Biden, this whole thing. Even if he's prosecuted and convicted, he's going to get pardoned anyway. So who cares? 
just get out of the way. Get yes, but Mark, if he pardons him, he's done. Biden's done then if he pardons him, which I think that, that could very well happen still. But if Biden pardons him on that, he can't run. He can't run for president. That, 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 I mean, that'll be – you can't ignore that one. Not whenever yeah. – They'll make it a story about a father's love. It's just the way the media is going to spin it. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could be right. But at a certain point, it's got to be too much. It's got to be too much. They have to be chugging Pepto-Bismol every day in that, in that, that White House. Everyone. <laughs> keeps, entire administration. Well, we keep saying this. This is, this is going to be too much. This is going to be too much. But, I mean, it's been too much already for the last three years since, since he's been sworn in. It's one thing after another, and apparently it's not it, – things haven't gotten bad enough yet. Um, it's just because – who knows? So we've talked about other – we're not going to word game other scenarios right now. Uh, but just, just get it over with and, and let him pardon Hunter Biden and, and let it be over with. I mean, this is going – it's honestly going nowhere, in, in my opinion. I mean, what, what, do, what do we want – to see happen with Hunter Biden, to be convicted of a crime, to go to jail. He's not going to go to jail. So what do we care? For it's our listeners, money. just remember, it's they would throw Hunter Biden in jail in a heartbeat, but they can't because that leads to his father, who is the president, and his father was point man in Ukraine and China under Barry Soretto, Barack Obama, whatever you bathhouse Barry, whatever you want to call it. I got to watch because I don't want to have anyone come here at 5 a.m. and knock on my door. Um, <laughs> But it's, it's going to lead back to the most scandal-free administration in the history of the world, the Obama administration. They can't have that. That's their golden boy. If Obama goes down, it ruins the entire Democratic Party. It'd be like if Trump went down. It would really, I mean, you can't say that anymore, I guess, because at least the Republicans in Congress, probably about half of them are not on his side. Believe me, I do not, I do not say that lightly. But that's why well, I never let it happen. Yeah. Well, Trump said if, he, if he's elected... He will appoint a special counsel to investigate the Bidens. I'm tired of hearing about special counsels. You know, and he said, he said, we know where the bodies are buried. Yeah, they probably do. So just, maybe, maybe it just has to be this way because he said the same thing with Hillary Clinton. But if he would have done that, there would have been outright. We might have had a civil freaking war over that. So he didn't. He, I mean, he kind of is letting them expose themselves. It's just, are you as a citizen paying attention is what it's coming out to at this point, I think. Yeah. All right. Um, I know we are coming down to the last few minutes of this episode here. So let's move on to uh, this guy killed over his Facebook posts. Yeah. What's about? Is this the FBI again? I believe it was the FBI, which is weird because I thought the Secret Service was the one that, you know, investigated threats to the president. But um, yeah, this is for Andrew Pollock on Twitter. The FBI hunted and killed a 75 year old Trump supporter over Facebook post, but didn't arrest Ray Epps for telling people to go into the Capitol. So. Apparently, this guy made some Facebook posts about putting on his ghillie suit, which is a suit that snipers wear to blend in the environment. I guess he lives in Utah, and Biden was traveling to Utah the next day at the time. And these were Facebook posts that were made a couple times in the past and maybe, maybe recently leading up to Biden's arrival. But just to clear the air, Biden was about a three or four hour drive away from where this guy lives. The guy is 90 percent immobile. He needs a cane to even walk around. He's overweight. He has a adult blind son that he takes care of. And apparently he is a nice guy that built a wheelchair ramp. I guess he's a former service member and a carpenter. He built a wheelchair ramp um, for a lady that could not get into her house or her trailer or something. 
So he, he was known around the community as a nice guy. They just said he had, you know, some crazy, crazy views, you know, related to politics. And I guess someone showed up to his house weeks or months before about a Facebook post. And he said, I'm not coming in. You don't have a warrant. Warrant. I told you guys I, it was a dream. I guess referring to the fact that he was like something if he posted, he dreams about killing Joe Biden. And when they knocked on the door, he would not let them in and said, I told you it was a dream. Leave me alone. So what they did was they showed up at five in the morning. I don't know if they knocked or not. It's on one of the neighbors has it on video. You see a flashbang go out. They breach the door. And next thing you know, it, it was sick. They drag this large man's body out and just throw him on the street and then put a sheet over him in front of the neighbors while his adult blind son's inside, I believe. Who's going to care for his adult blind son? I, I, I don't know. But I, I have to say, I don't condone what he said on the Internet. But let's remember, this is just words on the Internet. He didn't firebomb a police car like we saw in 2020. He didn't try to rush into the White House like we saw in May of 2020. They left this man's body in the street with a sheet over it, a U.S. citizen who served this country. Why serve a warrant like this to a person that's barely even mobile? Why not wait to the middle of the afternoon? Not 5 a.m. Sick, sick, man. This is the country we're living in, though. This, this was supposed to be a message, I think. Uh, very, very well. Very well could be. Um, just like you said, it's just sick. People are sick. I mean, we live in a we live in a clown world. We live in a clown country. It's unbelievable. I, I don't want to spend too much time on, on that story anyway, but it's, it's just very sad. Like I said, words on the Internet. I'm not saying, uh, but the guy's barely mobile and the president is going three hours away. And it's not the Secret Service that's investigating these crimes. Or the, the, I don't want to say crime, the, these Facebook posts. It's the DOJ or the FBI, which is part of the DOJ, which is run by, guess who, Mark? Mary Garland. Merrick Garland, ding, 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 ding. So we'll leave it at that. You could draw your own conclusions. Just don't put those conclusions on Facebook for fear of having the FBI knock on your door at 5 a.m. like they did with Roger Stone and, and other people. So I find it weird that Roger Stone, I think his wife is deaf. Uh, are they trying to like go after people that have people with disabilities in the house to, to, to kill them? I, I don't know. I'm not going to make any more accusations. Well, let's move on to this... Uh... <laughs> This Chinese COVID lab in Wuhan. I'm sorry, not Wuhan, California. Um, so this is from Kevin Cotty on Twitter. The secret illegal Chinese-run lab discovered in California is alarming. Veteran health officials say they've never seen anything like it. They found a 1,000 gen genetically engineered to catch and carry the COVID-19 virus mice, along with E. coli, malaria, and other agents. Mark, I only brought, put this on there because we texted privately and you seem to think they're going to try another pandemic or something like that in 2024. Is this where they would start it from? Uh, no. Uh, in my opinion, no. Uh, I don't think so. But um, I do think another pandemic is coming. Um, and I think it'll be fungus related, as, as we talked about earlier. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, I think there, it, it, we've when, when, when you hear them talk about these things over and over again, like it's inevitable, just take them for their word because it's going to happen. Just like um, a cyber attack, um, just like, you know, wars being fought uh, through the Internet and things like that, electric grid. Just assume it's going to happen. Assume the electric grid will be hacked into by China and the world. No electricity for several weeks. 
hopefully not anything longer than that. Assume we're going to have another pandemic that will be a fungus-related type of thing that could potentially be much more deadly and cause a lot more harm than COVID. Uh, and just assume that these things are just going to happen. And because the elites love talking about this stuff. Yeah, this lab is weird. I don't know why this wrong. thing was even, exi- even existed. You're not wrong, though. I have to say, they, the WEF, Dr. Fauci, they all got together, Bill Gates. And they, they, it was literally, I think, three or four months before COVID happened. And at the same time, I believe almost one year to the day, I can't remember if it was in August, July, or September, they were talking about a cyber COVID-19 type of pandemic, which I don't even know what that means. But it can infect computers at like a rate of like 9,000 to one or something. And it did like how COVID infects. And none of the math made sense because you're talking about computers versus humans. But like you said, when they tell you something's going to happen, I guess believe it. Believe it. Believe it's going to happen. That's all I have to say. All right. um, Let's go around the world here. Do some headlines from around the world. And then I don't know if we'll have time for any disclose. So um, looks like Tony Blinken was in Niger. Well, this is Throwback Thursday here. This is from March 17th, 2023. Hits a tweet from Secretary Anthony Blinken. It was wonderful to be in Niger this week. At a time of great challenge, this nation is an extraordinary model of resilience, democracy, and cooperation that we deeply value and respect. And let's fast forward to today. According to Joe Biden, how he always says, another democracy has been lost because I believe they are putting the former president, who is, according to them, a French puppet, they're going to put him on trial for treason now. And they want to know where all the money went and stuff like that. And things are getting a little bit spicy here in Niger. But according to Anthony Blinken, it's just funny. According to Anthony Blinken in March a few months ago, this was the model of democracy. <laughs> what do we do overseas that, that makes people hate us this bad? Ugh, no wonder. Uh, Amazing. moving. Let's move on to this. This is when I saw this, I said, oh, this makes perfect sense. This is from Zero Heads. Taliban's massively successful opium eradication raises questions about what the U.S. was doing all along. Armed with little more than sticks, teams of counter-narcotics brigades travel the country cutting down Afghan's poppy fields. Uh, I mean, I think it's pretty clear what they were doing. The CIA was probably protecting the opium fields. The only question is... Were they using it to fuel their forever wars? Were they giving the opium to Big Pharma to make people addicted to narcotics like that? What's, I mean, are they in with the Mexican cartels, the CIA? You heard about Fast and Furious with weapons. Wow, this is interesting. I I, I mean, you got to read the whole article. It's from Zero Hedge, and it's from, I think, August 12th, over the weekend. I clicked, I'm I'm looking at this here. I mean, why wouldn't the Taliban want to use this to, to enrich the country? Well, if so, the Taliban, I think after the Russian Afghanistan debacle back in the late 80s, I can't remember when it was, they wanted to get rid of the opium fields. I'm sure it's a very complex situation over there, but we got attacked on 9-11 from, I don't even know who attacked us, to be honest with you. All the, all the people were from Saudi Arabia. We never went into Saudi Arabia, which is strange. But we went into Afghanistan, and then all of a sudden, a decade later, less you got a lot of fentanyl and all kinds of drugs coming across the border like it's the 80s with crack cocaine. War on drugs is a, is a big money-making machine, especially when you can pull it from the top to the bottom. So it says here, global heroin supplies dry up. Wow. I want to say something like 80 to 90% of the opium comes from a certain area of Afghanistan. 
or just Afghanistan in general, which is crazy. Amazing. That can't be good for the deep state money laundering machine. Again, I'm not, I'm not like pro Taliban. I think they're terrible when it comes to human rights, especially for like women, but I guess good job on the opium. I I guess, I I guess we got to give credit where credit's due at some point. Afghanistan Afghanistan produces almost 90% of the world's heroin. So if they eradicate 99% of the poppy fields, that means that poor when supply drives Hunter up. Biden, I, could picture, I could just picture Hunter Biden traveling there when Joe Biden was vice president and just clipping the little opium things off the poppy. Oh. Yeah. Boy, that's interesting. Who knew? The Taliban. What right. the world and then, uh, what happened after? Oh, oh this was, well, this happened over the weekend? No, this was like Thursday or Friday. This is from our boy Simon Eteba on Twitter. Shocking. Ecuador presidential candidate Fernando Villavicencio was assassinated hours ago. Again, this is from last week. Uh, but just days ago, he said this at a campaign event. Here I am, Mrs. Luisa Gonzalez. They have told me to wear a bulletproof vest. But here I am in a sweaty shirt. Let the drug lords come. Let the hitman come. And then he was assassinated a few hours after he said this. Um, or maybe a day after he said this, as he left the campaign event. Um, what did you do, Victoria Newland? What the hell did you do and why? Because you know what? Sent to Ecuador to investigate this right after Mark, the FBI. Why the hell is the FBI going to Ecuador? No. No. Oh, man. It's scary stuff, man. And it's all around the world. Honestly, it's not this country, it's this administration. Because we weren't having problems like this three years ago, or four years ago, or five years ago. Like the, the narrative was the Russians have bounties on U.S. soldiers, which ended up being a total BS narrative. Do you remember how bad they killed Trump for any little, every single service member death, or every single country, this, that? He's pulling troops out of Syria. It's got to stop. What is happening in the rest of the world with opium? All of a sudden, the U.S. doesn't have Afghanistan anymore, and the opium's gone. Now we have an assassination in Ecuador, and look at this. The FBI is going down there. They're going down there not to investigate, probably to cover up. You got Tony Blinken yeah. going to Niger, and then a few months later, Niger is getting over. To, uh, say whatever you want. It's suspect. And as a U.S. citizen, as a taxpaying citizen, you should be paying better attention. This podcast We'll give you the talking points. We'll give you the things to say, how to debate. We will educate you. You just got to be willing to have conversations with people. And some of them are going to be uncomfortable conversations. But this is 1775. Would you rather have the fight with words? Or, or do you want to go back to muskets? It's a great point. Um, we'll end with some breaking news here. Um, apparently, President Biden used a pseudonym for Ukraine dealings while he was vice president. And his alias was Robert L. Peters. Well... James Comer has requested from NARA, the National Archives, all of the records associated with Robert L. Peters. Buckle up, buckaroos. It's about to get spicy. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, one other thing I want to mention, RFK, or actually Tucker in general, his episodes on x the last three have been fire whether it be the capitol police officer i can't remember the other one in between that 
And then he had RFK on for 80 minutes. And I don't want to play the audio that we had from, I believe it was early March, about Fort Detrick. But RFK had some crazy things to say about Fort Detrick in the CIA bio lab at Fort Detrick that was sending anthrax right after 9-11 to certain senators. It's a crazy episode. If, if you have 80 minutes, because I don't think you can watch it at one and a half speed because it's on, on X. I suggest you listen to the whole thing. RFK is a power. He made some really, really good points about everything from the border to the forever wars to the CIA to the biolabs in Ukraine. So we need to talk more about that interview. That was an incredible 80 minute interview. RFK is a brilliant, brilliant man. Uh, that again, if you have time, play it. If you're just doing something, let it play in the background, listen to it. This interview, I, I, I was like, this, this is insane. Like texting you is this is going on. Um, but yeah, usually definitely I, like like, interview I like Tucker's like 20 minute ones, 30 minute ones. Cause they're quick. They're, that was, I think 81 minutes or something. I wish it was 800. I could have listened to that forever i mean yeah, the point- honestly it was it was one of the more interesting interviews i have ever heard in my life so so all right well that's it great episode joe yes yes we're, we're going to be back, 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 back. um we're going to try to do, give you guys two a week going forward at least at least one strong episode here every tuesday and then fridays when we can at least try to get a quick 30 40 50 minute episode something in in the in the coming weeks until at least the end of 2023 here and then 2024 it's an election year so buckle up buckaroos <laughs> um, hurricane hillary about to make landfall here in southern california too speaking of buckle up buckaroos and that's literally that that's not even a joke that's the, they, they decided to name the hurricane hurricane hillary yeah i think it goes by letters in the alphabet like h would be the next one so h I is the next. It'd be a male I. Yeah. All right. Uh, You have a quote here to uh, end the episode. Yes. So, um, look, these are these are serious times. You guys have to. You don't have to, but it'd be a lot easier if everyone paid attention to things going around in this country right now because it's gonna get worse. It's gonna get a lot worse, and. We'll give you guys the, 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 the debate talking points, everything to say when a loony leftist hits you up with this. We'll just listen to this podcast and we will educate you, I promise. We are patriots here. Um, and this is a quote from Mark Twain. In the beginning of a change, the patriot is a scarce man and brave and hated and scorned. But when his cause succeeds, the timid join him. For then it costs nothing to be a patriot. Mark, do you have anything else to say? Thank you for listening. Share this out with all of your friends. Uh, reach out to us if you have any comments or questions or suggestions. Thinkinglogicallypodcast at gmail.com. And uh, follow us on TikTok, thinkinglogically underscore. And don't be afraid to have a fiery but peaceful debate with something about the current situation of this country. God bless. <laughs>